Welcome to the Life Series, a Spice for Life production. At Spice for Life, we're committed to spreading passion and inspiration by connecting through empowerment for life so that each individual has the opportunity to discover their full potential. To learn more about us, visit spiceforlife.co.za. My name is Elise Harmon, and today I'll be interviewing Katherine Ronison, owner of Yoga Box, a monthly subscription box of yoga products, and director of Fox & Dash, an online apparel store. So you're obviously very involved in fashion, and you studied textile design at CPUT. So what inspired you to pursue fashion as a career? Well, I do have that passion for design, mm-hmm. and I've taken that into both homeware and fashion. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the, the diversity and the creativity in the fashion space as opposed to the homeware space mm-hmm. it just inspired me to go further in the fashion field. Tell me about Fox and Dash. What is that? How did it get started? It came as a transition from the parent company at the time. The parent company used to source designs from talented illustrators all over the world and print them onto Mm t-shirts. Then I started looking around and seeing other very creative fashion designers around that didn't necessarily specialize in t-shirts but had complementary items. So I thought the next logical progression would be is to set up a brand new marketplace that has our core range of t-shirts but also includes other products from up-and-coming designers and the hidden gems around. So what kind of other products does it offer? Socks, peak caps, uh, we've got a little uh, range of accessories and tote bags. We're looking to expand into hoodies and all sorts of things that people would wear out and about. And when did that get started? That got started in November 2014. Okay. Yeah. So, so over a year now. Yes. And yeah. how's that going? It's, it's going pretty well, actually. We've seen an increase month on month on the sales and the traffic and updating and building on the core range. And in fact, it's been doing so well that we're busy sort of going through an acquisition mm-hmm. and getting some new owners on board who have experience in this specific field and want to take it to a much higher level. Wow, that's exciting. Yes. <laughs> You're also running Yoga Box. That's correct. And that very new, right? That started last month? Correct, yes. Freshly launched. And what is that? It's an online store as well, but it works on a subscription model. So once a month, there's a brand new um, core product that people can subscribe to and basically order for themselves or as gifts. Mm -hmm. The core product um, is a yoga box, which is basically a gift box containing a whole lot of items that I specifically choose every month that would be items that people would use during and after their yoga practice. It also incorporates items that people would use if they do meditation and Mm. any kind of mindful practices. So what kind of items? Anything from aromatherapy oils, incense, I'd like to introduce colouring in books, uh, sweat towels for the heated yoga fans, uh, nice items to use in the shower afterwards, energy bars, coconut water. And I'm trying to source items that are sort of kind to the environment and Mm -hmm. to this to our skin and our body, no chemicals, um, not tested on animals, and hopefully packaging that can be recycled. And what inspired you to start that? Yoga is a big passion of mine. I spend quite a lot of my free time practicing, going to classes and networking in that space. I've got a lot of uh, friends and we attend a lot of events and getaways. And it's just sometimes difficult to find all the bits and pieces 
that I would need or, or when I'm looking for a gift for one of these friends. Mm-hmm. And because I'm so passionate about it and fairly have a fairly sort of good support group in that field and a good knowledge of the target market, it was just an idea that popped in my head that I couldn't ignore. Mm-hmm. And obviously these projects are both fairly new. So what were you doing before? Before I was working full-time on Fox and Dash. Mm-hmm. And through this um, acquisition process, I was given the opportunity to really sort of start structuring my time and my career. And I put a proposal forward to the potential new owners and requested that I could possibly take this on as a part-time position. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start my own business for quite a while. I haven't had any ideas up until now, but also I'm quite involved in freelance projects and sort of helping other small businesses. So... Mm -hmm. It's good timing. What kind of freelance projects? Uh, I do a bit of packaging design. I've got a a major client. um, She's based in Norway. She works with some upliftment and craft projects in the Karoo. They mainly make Christmas decorations for the Scandinavian market. So I do the packaging for that. I've also helped a friend locally who wants to launch a a certain food product into the local market, um, done her labels, Mm -hmm. and yeah, really sort of small items like that. Going back to Yoga Box, is this the first or the second month that you're sending it out? Um, It's pretty much the second month in terms of broadcasting it, but this is now the first month that Things are sort of getting really serious and the hard work begins because I launched the online shop about a week ago. Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) So how did you source these first couple items? How many items are in a box? I'm looking at, uh, there's there's two size boxes. The one box will have between three to five items, which is a nice sort of an entry-level gift. The other box um, will have five or more items and they'll also be a sort of a higher value item. Mm What made you decide to just kind of launch your own product? What started Fox and Dash, mm-hmm. I've learned so much about um, e-commerce, I'm really passionate about it, mm-hmm. and I really like the space, the job creation aspect of it, and the mm-hmm. fact that um, there's some big players in the market, but it's a very low entry level that if you've got a niche market, then anybody can set one up if they know what they're doing. And I really just thought it's a good way to just test my idea with, without having to invest in office rental and mm-hmm. hiring staff. And how are you marketing this to other yoga practitioners? Uh, well, I, f- I first started off by marketing more to the consumer base. So mm-hmm. that's all happening online through my Facebook page. I've got everything set up on Google so that I can start running ads on there too. In terms of doing almost a B2B, busy making a list that I'm going to start targeting of all the yoga schools locally and all the people that sort of run yoga retreats and meditation days and functions Mm -hmm. to see if they would like to order the boxes for their delegates and people attending. So just getting the word out there. Exactly, yes. So where do you see the future of both of these projects? Fox and Dash, I see being quite a big player in the market. I know that's going to take a while, but uh, I see it sort of matching the likes of another curated site locally that specializes in all sorts of design items, not just fashion, called Superbalist. So I see us being the go-to for people looking for the hidden gems. We also want to take it internationally, where we will have uh, the site targeted in other currencies 
and able to ship overseas and also in the same light get some international designers on board. Mm-hmm. For Yoga Box I'd like to see the, um, sort of growing first locally. I'm not uh, focusing yet on international till I've got local right but I'd like to see those boxes traveling around with all these lucky yogis that <laughs> go to Bali. I'd like to be able to be getting enough orders in so that I can get a developer on board to program the subscription model where people can actually place an order for three or six months worth of boxes mm-hmm. and they they basically get debited once a month. So what is it you do for Fox and Dash? Um, it's actually a bit of everything. We've mm-hmm. got a small team but my focus and my strength is in the upside. So I'm pretty much the one that is watching and uh, suggesting and implementing more efficient systems to get things as automated as possible to give the rest of the team a chance to do what they do best. And what were you doing before you got involved in Fox and Dash, before you started the yoga boxes? What's your background? One step back, I was working full time for a job creation craft company in Cape Town called Street Wires. Um, they employ v- very talented bead and wire artists mm. and they make products that are sold locally into curio shops. Um, they do custom work for interior designers and corporates and they export. So I started there managing their on-site shop and eventually I ended up being um, in charge of the entire sales team and handling the export portfolio as well. Interesting. Yeah, it was so. fantastic. <laughs> it really was. Have you had to teach yourself any new skills in order to start your yoga box company? Have you kind of had to learn anything that you didn't expect to? Well, all uh, all the way along, basically almost since the start of Fox and Dash, there's a lot of things I've had to teach myself about Mm -hmm. e-commerce. Everything from actually researching which platforms are best, how to link things such as the custom domain, how to link a payment gateway, all, all the basic setting up things. Um, most importantly, the, the one thing that I'm still learning, because I think it, it's a lifetime daily learning experience, is marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm totally self-taught there. I don't, that's not my background. Apart from that, just also really learning how to stay disciplined and proactive in my approach. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, especially when they start out and possibly being tired after a very demanding full-time job, it might be tempting to start using your daytime to maybe sleep late or or do private things and I've taught myself to be very disciplined about Mm -hmm. that. As a new entrepreneur, what skills do you think entrepreneurs need to have in order to be successful? I can do attitude, problem solving and thinking in and out of the box and definitely tenacity and uh, an attitude of failing fast but not being discouraged by that and then moving on and testing again. And one thing we want to talk about on this podcast is youth development and youth unemployment. So this is something I've been asking of a lot of people here to just to get a bunch of different opinions. So how can we keep our youth motivated in South Africa despite the high unemployment rate? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with um, that feeling of Ubuntu and just interacting with each other. I think in this uh, kind of fast-paced life that we all live, a lot of us get very caught up 
and stressed out and sort of focusing on what we need to do next and we sometimes don't even look around us and something as small as a you know what are you up to showing an interest in in something that a stranger is doing is is sometimes a starting point mm-hmm. i think where possible it's also great when entrepreneurs can network and attend functions where they can maybe inspire or advise or mentor i'm not talking about those uh, very well-known um, seminars or trade shows but but small things where, where there is the opportunity to possibly even um, invite some people that might benefit from the speakers and even finding out if there's a way to go and speak at schools um, mm-hmm. during the, the career days and things like that just to help motivate people because I believe especially in this country the future is definitely in job creation but I also think in company creation. Mm-hmm. If every person was able to start a company and maybe even just employ one more person. Um, if you multiply that by, let's say, a small number like a thousand people, that's mm-hmm. already two thousand that have more got something jobs. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So entrepreneurship as a solution to unemployment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the economy is tough on the big corporates, and uh, I think um, they're all trying to find more efficient ways to do things and not have such big teams. So I think the way around it for, for people that are looking to get into a good career is, is just to believe in themselves, believe in their ideas and give it a go. Mm-hmm. So what role do you feel mentorship plays in personal development and professional development? I think it's really, really important in both actually. Mm-hmm. I think what everybody needs a sounding board, somebody that's sometimes slightly removed. Uh, friends are great for the rah-rah moments and always being encouraging, but sometimes it's great to have a mentor that can basically break down any problems you might be having into bite-sized pieces and show you how to solve the problems or motivate you realistically and, and give you sort of a fresh perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And do you have anybody like that in your professional life? Who can help you out? Uh, the two potential new business partners for Fox and Dash mm-hmm. are fantastic like that. And in fact, uh, uh, the one gentleman, uh, he said something to me the other day which was really inspiring, um, was he said the entrepreneurship in each person should be encouraged. Mm-hmm. And something as small as that just you know gives one a huge boost. Mm-hmm. And then in my sort of more personal life, I've got... Uh, one of the yoga teachers that uh, attend a lot of her sort of weekends and functions and things, um, she's also really great for that. She is actually a qualified coach, so mm-hmm. as soon as I'm making enough money, I'd like to use her services. So how did you get into yoga in the first place? Why did you connect with it like you do? Initially, actually, strange enough, I just found... Um, on one of these group buying sites, a good deal. Mm-hmm. My sister was already trying yoga out and she said to me, it's really great. So I thought, let's let's try this introduction via this good deal. And I found I really enjoyed it. At the time, uh, I was enjoying the sort of the stretching and the physical exercise aspect mm-hmm. of it. And then I actually decided to carry on doing it. And I just discovered the entire mind-body connection and the way that it would help me relax after a day. Since then, I have never looked back. Mm -hmm. 
So is there anything else that you enjoy doing in your spare time? Anything else you're passionate about? Well, I enjoy um, good food and wine. Mm -hmm. So I've got a group of friends that uh, we like to go and explore the beautiful wine farms, wine taste, go and try some of the new restaurants. Restaurant week's coming up, so we're quite excited Mm -hmm. about that. I like to keep active as well. So apart from my yoga, I enjoy cycling. I do some of the smaller mountain biking events that there are. I run as well. I've just discovered trail running, um, mm-hmm. which for me is just absolutely incredibly beautiful and uh, much more challenging than road running. I do some of the smaller races throughout the year. I'm not really competitive, mm-hmm. but uh, it's really nice to get that feeling of achievement of completing it maybe faster than the previous time mm-hmm. and getting the medal. I'm quite close to my family, so we spend a lot of time together as well. And I've got a quite a big network of friends in Johannesburg, so whenever I get a moment, I like to travel and visit them. And of course, apart from that, just general international travel is a big passion of mine too. Mm-hmm. Have you been anywhere exciting? Yes, I've <laughs> been very fortunate over many years to have explored lots of places. A lot of my travel's been focused in Europe. Mm-hmm. I've been everywhere from uh, Norway all the way down to Italy and across Germany and Holland, uh, been skiing in Switzerland. Um, when I was younger, we had a few family holidays in Mauritius, which was mm-hmm. incredible. And most recently, I've explored a little bit of Bali too, and definitely aiming to go back. And is this personal travel, business travel? It's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. A lot of the European travel was business travel for when I worked for the, the craft company Streetwires. Mm-hmm. I managed to get funding to attend a trade show and, and for another trip to go and see my key customers. Mm-hmm. Bali was personal and other parts of Europe. I've been to Spain on my own as well. Um, yes, so mm-hmm. a bit of a mix. So this is something else I ask of everyone on this podcast. Here at Spice for Life, one of our major missions is getting our listeners and everybody involved with us to embrace and love their lives and themselves. So what are your strategies for loving life and loving yourself? Uh, For me, it has a lot to do with positive affirmations and surrounding myself with people that are positive. It's all about accepting and really loving yourself and realizing that no one's perfect and that every day or every next moment is a chance to be better than the previous day or the previous moment Mm -hmm. and to start basically designing the life you want and that can be in your career like I've been fortunate enough to start doing or in your private life if um, you're an aspiring cook then there's no reason why you can't come home and burn three batches of cupcakes Mm -hmm. until you get it right but I think the uh, thing is just to Also have fun and never lose your sense of humor. Well, I think that's great advice. Is there any last bits of advice or information that you'd like to give to our listeners before we wrap up? Really just to believe in yourself and don't give up and wake up each morning excited about the possibilities. Great. Well, thank you for being here today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And that ends today's Life Series podcast. If you like this podcast and are interested in hearing more stories that inspire, 
please visit spiceforlife.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.